Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Game time decisions begins now. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. We're also on the loudest station in the nation, SB Nation Radio. Let's do this thing. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. A new day, a new plan for Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball and Rob Manford have more plans than Kerry Matheson on Homeland uh, did. And uh, that was a crazy uh, series finale, let me tell you, on a Sunday night. But we've got a lot of news, Major League Baseball uh, news, EPL news, AFL news. And when I say AFL news, there's a common theme to all of this, guys. So uh, hang uh, hang with me uh, with this. We'll talk uh, NFL football because it's never a bad time to talk NFL football. Uh, we're going to talk about the Arkansas Derby. And the Arkansas Derby is so stacked, they have to split it into two races, Cam. Yeah, these guys aren't stupid either. Two races equals two handles. You think we're dumb? You think you want to have one race? Hey, no, no, let's no, have no, another. No, 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 Cam, Cam, <laughs> Cam. I, I was reading the um, the the um, the officials of the Arkansas Derby said, you know, in these troubling times, there's just so many good horses that we wanted to give people an opportunity to run. And I'm thinking, no, like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure 22 horses. It's like, you know what? Why not? Let's have two Arkansas derbies. <laughs> Why not, Gabe? No, it's it's interesting, too. Like, you have to think about this, and we've talked about sometimes the Kentucky Derby, they got like 18 horses, and that's dangerous out of the gate, especially if conditions aren't perfect. Horses will bump. That's too many horses in a, a condensed spot. But I will say this. Doing the two races, yeah, not just good for business with the horses, Gabe, but that's the thing. You're going to have two handles, right? And you got two great horses. You 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 got you got Nadell in one race, and you got. Uh, I've got no complaints. Yeah, no, I've it's got fantastic. no complaints. I'm looking forward to it because, as you stated, now it actually turns into about two hours of racing, right? Or at least in the broadcast, because normally these high stakes races will be around 6:24, 6:34. So, and I believe the race goes off at 6:34 Eastern. And yep. don't hold me to it, but in that range. And then the second one is 7:43. Milk it. <laughs> it's like an hour later. Exactly. Guys, Milk guys, it. <laughs> they're so good in horses. And you know, you know there'll be a delay before the start of each one. Because the money's going to be flowing in. And they're going to be going, guys, we've never seen money like this ever before for the Arkansas Derby. Hold another two minutes. Hold another two minutes. Hold another two minutes. You've seen it at Northfield, Gabe, when you're doing shows from the Meadowlands. It says zero minutes to post, and I'm like going, that's the fifth minute. It said zero to post. They're just getting late action, right? So, yeah, these horse tracks, they're not stupid. They just want to keep you going and make basically get every single drip that they can before the race goes off. But it's going to be fantastic. Lots of quality horses. Yeah, there is. So uh, me and Cam will break down uh, the Arkansas Derby uh, today, both uh, Division One and Division Two, as uh, they're calling it, although they're all equally good horses they just sort of split. Uh, they split up the uh, the pool, and of course, there's uh, there's Bob Baffert, right, with the best horse in both races. <laughs> Why not? Rick, Rick, the Ric Flair of horse racing. Woo! Yeah, I'm Bob Baffert. He's got. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you, Gabe. It's just one of those things. Like whatever this guy touches turns to gold, and the rich get richer. It's kind of like that story I told you when the poor lady goes to the convenience store, last scratch ticket. Guy, man, I'm sorry, millionaire comes right, in. The guy to pick that up goes the in milk. his BMW. Went, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my, the guy at the convenience store told me. He goes, isn't it amazing, Cam? I go, why? He goes, every guy who wins the big money, it's a rich guy. All the poor people, they never win. It's just I don't get it, but that's that, the way it goes. That's <laughs> always the case. So listen, we'll get into the Arkansas Derby at. You know, I like uh, I like one of the favorites, and I will I won't we won't talk about it now. It's it's a tease. Yeah. I yeah. like one of the favorites, but I've got a horse I'm sitting on in a Division Two race here um, that I'm looking at that's kind of flying under the radar in the ten to one range actually. So we'll break down the horses. We'll go through the field for both. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got you. I've got you interested, huh? I think we're reading each other's mail, and I'll leave a tease too. I agree. I think one of the favorites win, but I'm going to go the other way in the other race. And uh, so stay tuned. We got horse picks. Yeah, Later. I think we're on the same page, and we haven't discussed this. That one of the favorites is going to win. I'm looking. I'm like, oh yeah, this this horse is going to smoke one, everybody. One one of the horses. Let's just say Stone <laughs> Cold Lock. Like yeah. he'll have to fall down to lose. The other yeah. one. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're on the same page about the races too. I looked at it the same way. Because look, I took the I took the favorite in the Kentucky, uh, not in the Kentucky Derby, the uh, 
What was it? The Florida Derby. Florida Derby, yeah. The, the Florida Derby uh, that went on at Gulfstream. Tis the law, excuse me, exactly. So I took the favorite, and everyone on Twitter was being flashy and this and that, and I just said, guys, this horse is better than the rest of these horses. Yep. And the horse easily won the race. It was easy money. I wish I would have hammered it even more. And you can sort of see one of these horses is way better than everybody else. But one of the races is kind of a little bit more open, and there's some good horses at the back end of one of these uh, races. But let's get into uh, Major League Baseball. And I got to be honest with you, people that tune into the show, you guys know, you know, I follow the real world news more than most uh, sports hosts do. And now it actually matters. Before it was like a waste of time, right? Now it actually matters. You'll find out more from governors, from mayors, from doctors than you are going to find out from ESPN or CBS Sports, uh, et cetera, because they're actually the ones, you know, that actually know. But even my head is spinning, Cam, now. And I can't imagine the average guy here, how confusing it is, in which you see headlines acting like everything's suddenly okay. Oh, Major League Baseball's coming back. July 4th, oh yeah, three divisions, and they're doing this and that. And then at the same point in time, Dr. Fauci says, yeah, you know what? This is actually going worse than I thought. I don't even think we can do team sports. I would recommend against team sports. Major League Baseball players are in are in the Dominican Republic right now, drinking sangrias, talking about how they don't think there's going to be baseball, yet all these American uh, networks, oh, baseball starting July 4th. It's like, no, it isn't. Like, we're, like, and then I can understand why people get confused, because people send me positive tweets, hey, emergency, look at this story. And I don't expect them to, like, read the CDC website or know what Dr. Fauci said a couple hours ago, but... He basically came out and he said, yeah, the sports aren't looking good. He goes, I highly recommend against team sports. I agree, Gabe. And the thing is that for people who don't understand, if you're not watching the news, there's going to be four different phases and team sports are, are included in phase three and mostly phase four. We're not even there. We're not even starting this thing yet. We don't even know about second and third waves. And to, to your point about baseball, I'm watching, I'm reading these reports too. So you have a plan to play, you know, Cactus League. We'll break it up in divisions. Now they're talking 10 different cities. You're right. It's enough to like make your head spin. Every day there's a different story. None of it is concrete. And I'm with you. If As a betting man, there will not be baseball on July 4th. I would basically mortgage my house. I will take out a second mortgage and oh, yes. uh, make, make no that bet right now. I'm not saying there's no baseball. I, oh, there I, could be baseball, but baseball not that. Baseball is kind of in doubt. We've been through this. There's a lot of challenges. Uh, but I brought up the EPL and the AFL. And the reason I do, the correlation here is, so the English Premier League, it's a mega league, massive money at stake. A uh, growing number of Premier League players do not want to play football during the coronavirus uh, in what is a major blow to the league's hopes of resuming, a significant setback uh, to uh, what they call Project Restart. It's actually a good name. <laughs> I like Project Restart. Yeah, sounds fun. Yeah, the Brits, yeah, give it to them. They're, they're, they're smart people. They come. Project. Yeah, we just come with open up, open yeah. up. They're oh, like they call, Project they call, Restart. They call a toilet a loo, a closet a wardrobe. Yes, yeah, so like when it comes to a like better, a punter. Yeah, a punter. Yeah, like it's just the language just. You and I sound, are punters. Yeah, we're punters. It sounds it sounds just a little bit more intelligent when the Brits say it. That's for sure. Even though if you met some of the Brits uh, at the OTV, yeah, they're not all too bright. No. <laughs> Put the brakes on right there. <laughs> not all rocket science. I know their sitcoms are sharp, but a lot of their people are not. You're, you're all right. right. <laughs> uh, one source at the Premier League uh, tells ESPN, a lot of players are very uncomfortable with coming back. The only way the league takes this seriously is when someone at a club dies. We'll look back with sadness. Uh, like, basically, like, the players are like, what are you guys, crazy? Because they're the ones that have to be out there, Cam. It's true, and it's easy for the owners and people yeah. sitting on their couch who should up and play, go out there and play. These guys are regular people with families, <laughs> like so. It's just interesting. So EPL players are like, yeah, this isn't happening. Like we're we're not down with this. Um, AFL, Australian Football League. We're very excited. We follow the league as as everybody knows. We've been following it for 15, 17, 16, 17 years. Um, we follow the league. That was the one league that started when everybody else shut down. That week, it was the week they started. When, like, March Madness was canceled, they were like, yeah, instead of 23 weeks, we're going to play 17 weeks. They even shortened the quarters. Like, that was going to matter. Yeah. Well, instead of 20-minute quarters, we're going to play 16-minute quarters, right? And, dude, they got through one week. 
Like, they didn't even get through it, Ken. They did. Yeah, yeah, but by, by the end of the first Saturday night, they were like, these are the last games. We're out. <laughs> like, we can't do this. Like, they realized this isn't going to end well. And they shut it down. So they're, they're pushing it. They're hardcore in Australia, right? So there's a push. We're bringing the league back again. And uh, a lot of the players are like, yeah, you know what? Nah, uh, I'm I not think we'll just, I think yeah. we'll just wait. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same thing, star yeah. players. Mm-hmm. So you see a common theme here, guys. Major League Baseball, Mike Trout, Clayton Kershaw, star players are like, hell no. There's no way in hell I'm going to get in quarantine for four and a half months. EPL players, star players, they don't even, they don't even going to get quarantined. They just don't want to play. They're yeah. like, guys, just shut the year down. It's not the end of the world. Everyone calm down. Just We're canceling the season. And you're seeing France shut it down. Some of these uh, European uh, countries are starting to realize this isn't going to work. Like, how the hell is Italy going to pull a soccer league off? You guys lost, like, how many, how many dead people are there? Yeah, and and Puccio is a big, yeah, Puccio uh, might come as a surprise. Puccio is not Japanese. No, he's, uh, he's not Greek. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Puccio, yeah, you might Puccio be Italian. Puccio. <laughs> hey, it's not Greek, Puccio. Uh, uh, <laughs> so Puccio would know the name of the guy, and you can tell it in, in our chat headset here. He'll know this. Ken, this is mind-numbing. A kid on Juventus, he's like 25 years old. He's tested positive for coronavirus four times in the last oh. two months. Oh, my God. Paolo Dybala? Yeah, Dybala? Dybala. Yeah, yeah. How the kid is positive? positive four times. So that means every he's time... He's been in quarantine since March 11th. Every time he's okay, he gets it again. And they're like, dude, you got to go back in quarantine. He's been in quarantine since March 11th, this kid. Huh. How does he get... The thing is, I don't understand. So it's two and weeks... And he's fine. To... And he's yeah. fine. He's fine. Okay. Like, he's not, get... he's not on his deathbed, no. but he but he keeps testing positive. How? Like, does he, like, so you get two weeks and you're free? Does he just meet somebody and get it again? Or yeah, the it's point just... is, nobody yeah. knows anything about this virus. Uh, yeah, yes, you, that thing, ding dong. You said the excellent thing. If this guy's doing everything, and he's a young guy, too, but and he's getting it, it four from, times. Uh, pets can't get it. Now the new uh, social guidelines. Oh, don't tell you got to social distance your pets. See, that's not happening. If you have a cat and a dog, you can't. And the new thing is, if you have it, you can't go near your dog now because dogs are getting it now. Well, that's the thing is with pets, they're also uncontrollable. You could be sleeping and your dog can jump on your bed and lick you. And you know with a cat, he follows you around when you got food. It's impossible to social distance. You go to sleep, the dog starts to loves you. There's some spilled beer, you know what I mean? Lick, lick. And he comes up to you, starts licking you. Like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you taste like beer, Cam. Thanks, Poochie. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to, I'm going to tell you, Dave. We're yeah. the evil ones, as always. We're giving it to them, not the I other know. Way I agree. Humans suck. Pets are, are nice. Um, I don't know what to tell you. And that I think social distancing pets is nearly impossible. Basically, what you're going to do if you have a Gabe, you have to let give them to somebody else or... You can't have them in the same like house domicile or whatever as you. It's impossible. The pet will follow you around. There's no such thing as social distancing a pet. Sorry. Yeah, like you just think about it though. No, you don't need to wear a mask. Oh, you better wear a mask. No, pets can't get it. No, no, no it doesn't live in the air. Oh, oh, it lives in the air for 17 hours. <laughs> like, Great. I remember sitting on New York subways without a mask and yeah. telling someone, no, no, it's okay. They said it doesn't live in the air, only on surfaces. And then after, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, it can live in the subway or the bus for three days. So, like, yeah. thanks for telling us this two months in. That's a good point. There's no In those things, there's no ventilation, right? The Ugh. air gets encapsulated and entrapped there. That's a problem. Ugh. That's a big, I know I didn't wear my mask yesterday when I was grocery shopping because it slipped down in my face, and there were some real greasers in there. I'm like... You're taking your life in your hands, man. I, t- I got to tell my mom, like, slow down on the grocery list. Like, oh, that's I, my I can't deal, do man. this anymore. I'm not, like, living in fear of the actual virus. I don't like going uh, near other people because I know that's, they're idiots. That's the thing. Yeah, I agree you know what I mean? I see it. I'm in a gas station, man. Some dude without a mask. He's making his hot dog there. I know. I'm like, oh, God, God, all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Some people are bumping into each other. It's like some people have no clue. Like, they literally don't turn on the TV, know what's happening in the world. They just go about, like, it's... They live under a rock. So, uh, well, it seems, and that's a perfect that's a perfect segue, Cam, into Major League Baseball, because, yes. well, well, <laughs> well the, the Dr. Fauci's like, yeah, team sports aren't happening. Half these players, like, July 4th, guys, there's a no-fly zone. 
the countries are in lockdown. I don't know what part of this some people don't understand. Like, you think just because, like, uh, ESPN or Bob Nightingale reports that the uh, president of the Dominican Republic's going to open up the airport? <laughs> like, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, players can't get anywhere. There's a story, Cam, about the UFC fighters. And you're going to like this, actually. I, I, know, I know what your reaction's going to be here. But, so the UFC, they're fighting in Jacksonville, okay? Fighters are talking about how it's taken them, like, a day and a half and two days to get there. Because there's like, and if you look at flights, and I have looked at flights recently, there's nothing direct cam because there's not enough flights for them to fly with one person on. They don't want to do that. Yeah, especially so, in Jacksonville, there'll be dude, no direct flights. I considered flying from New York to Buffalo, and I was going to go through Niagara Falls, okay? Yep. It was a 13-hour flight cam. Oh, my God. For something that takes 45 minutes yes. when healthy. Yes. Yeah. It was like three yeah. stops. Like we were going to go stop like in. Yeah, you go backwards to like Minnesota or yeah, something Yeah, we went like to Chicago. That, right? yeah. yeah, to Chicago, to Minneapolis, then to uh, to Buffalo That's a from New York City. That's crazy. And basically, it's like, that doesn't even make sense. Why would you do that? It was like 800 bucks. Yeah. So I was like, this is just stupid. And I just shut the computer. And UFC fighters are facing the same problem. They're like, some dude was like, man, I got to fly to Chicago and then fly to, you know, to, uh, to wherever, Baltimore, and then to here. And it's taking me like 19 hours to get there. Might as well drive. If and somebody, somebody brought up a very good point and said, why the hell doesn't Dana send his private jet to That's kind of, that was my next point. Because <laughs> no, I guess not, right? Like, Dana's yeah. not going to do that. Yeah, he needs no. his jet, but you yeah. can go schlep in the airport in Chicago for 18 hours overnight. It's very obvious to me when you talk about UFC compared to the other sports, is we could say what you want about Goodell. Whatever. Dana White, like, he might kind of like the fighters, but the bottom line is it's him, uh, the shareholders, everybody else. Like, he has this, like, Dude, he didn't even tell made a bet. he was fighting. Yeah, it's, it's, that's insane. That's insane. You in have a pandemic, like yeah, it, that little respect. Just yeah, what? Heartless. Like, it's know? pretty heartless when you think about it. But that's the thing. These are UFC guys, but he knows, and that's the sad thing, Gabe. We talk about this a lot. If one guy needs the money, it's fighters. And if you're not like a top end fighter, there, you oh, need yeah. the paycheck, right? You'll Justin do anything. He doesn't have the pay. same bank account Clayton Kershaw does. No, he does not. Clayton Kershaw has that luxury of sitting in his mansion in Dallas right now, saying, "There's no way in hell I'm going living in quarantine." Exactly. Justin Gaethje's like, I need that $140,000 that I'm getting for this fight. Mm-hmm. If he's even getting that. Yeah. I mean, 80000 or or whatever it is. Right? Like, he, they they need the money. That's uh, that's the difference. Okay, so, uh, well, listen. Baseball could be coming back. We talked about it on yesterday's program, guys. Only because there's $4 billion in salaries at stake. And just because Clayton Kershaw and Mike Trout uh, don't want to play doesn't mean other guys... Like, Nolan Arenado's a free agent. He wants to play. Like, he's, yes, he's he up there. He, every day he's talking about, how oh, I want to play, I want to play. So, well, we're going to get into what the new plan is, the new divisions, and all that type of stuff. A lot of stuff, uh, a lot of fun stuff we got on the show today. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. Get on the grid. SB Nation, the loudest station in the nation. I am Gabe Brunson. We're throwing it down to Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart. And I said it, Nolan Arenado, a free agent. No, not a free agent. Sort of on the market, so to speak. In which he was about to be traded uh, before all of this happened. Or he wanted to be traded. Colorado. um, Colorado's a weird franchise. They are. They were sort of knocking on a door. They had a ton of talent. And it's falling apart pretty rapidly uh, for them. But Nolan Arenado, every day, I see him in a batting cage. And, like, he's working out. Like, he wants to play. Like, he keeps talking about how he wants to play. And, you know, since he got all this money, I don't know what his motivation is. I guess he wants the money right now. <laughs> That's the motivation. Yeah. 260 million reasons, Gabe. Yeah, and it's interesting. When you, when you, and uh, Puccio was mentioning this, too. Like, the, the Cardinals are a team that uh, they seem to be very interested in these type of stars. Remember when Paul Goldschmidt left the Arizona Diamondbacks? They yeah. jumped on it. So it's kind of a team that makes sense. They have they have a couple of young players. It's going to be interesting to see. There's the no Rockies. deals happening now. No, no. There's no, there's no deals. And I'll, I will say this about Colorado, they just unbelievably, even when they have the hitters, they, they have no pitching. They just can't seem to really get it uh, together there. And I agree with you. I think they're a team that's uh, a little bit on the decline. 
You know what? Something uh, something that was brought up that was pretty interesting about NBA players, actually. Um, Fred Van Fleet, an example. Fred Van Fleet's a free agent. All right, at the end of the year. Technically, Fred Van Fleet's a free agent on June 30th. Yes. Yep. That's so what that. Nothing will change. Yeah, that's written in the deal. Yes. Yeah. So, but what if the NBA is playing the finals and the playoffs in August? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but they'd have to amend uh, some of the documentation, don't you think? That's interesting. Like, what do you do? Like, then? what if free agents yeah, rolled right. up and said, "Listen, I don't want to be a jerk, but I technically I'm not an employee of your team anymore. Yeah, and I could actually sign with these guys. Like, think about how evil that is. Like. Yeah, no, the, Fleet said, you know what? I'm a free agent. I just signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. There's going to be something. No, in no, place they so wouldn't let that happen. happen. They'd be exactly. like, no, no, no. Yeah, you yeah. guys can't leave now. Like, no, you know no, I mean? no. There's an there's a danger clause or something in the thing that we'll we'll make sure they take care of it. They can't they can't have pandemonium because he's not the only person too, right, Gabe? Like, there's tons of guys in that. Type oh of no, no, but that's what I'm saying. There's so many weird things. Like I said, like Nolan Arenado was pretty much on the verge of getting traded. How's he going to get traded now? And, you know what I mean, all that money that he just got, he was actually smart to take that cash, um, you know, at, at the time. Because now if you're a free agent moving forward, the pool's not going to be as big. You Correct. know what I mean? Like yeah. the, all the money they're all losing. All these leagues are losing yeah. like 25, 30% of the revenue due to no fans and concessions and all that. And that's going to have a trickle-down effect on the salary caps. Yeah, what do you do with the NBA? And they're, the, they're, they're one of the biggest culprits, these super max contracts, like, with the money that's going on there, like that's something that you you definitely have to look at because those guys were paying out, they were giving away money hand over. Gabe, you see the contracts in that league because it's they get paid, and now you can't do that. You can't in today's climate go up and say this guy is a super max player where we're going to give him this uh, uh, money to break the bank. It just can't happen. Uh, the it finance, can't. the finances of sports are completely going to change. Yeah, uh, moving forward. All right. So speaking of change. This is Major League Baseball's latest uh, deal. The proposed plan uh, involves realigning Major League Baseball to three divisions based on teams' locations. Rather than National or American League, the new divisions would help reduce travel and uh, there would be no fans in attendance at any of the games. Uh, Bob Nightingale reports, uh, USA Today, the new plan is pending approval, approval of medical experts providing that COVID-19 testing is available to the public, which it's not uh, so far. It would eliminate the need for players to be in isolation, although it remains unknown if teams would uh, open the season in Arizona, Texas, and Florida uh, for a few weeks. Major League Baseball could potentially have a 100-game regular season schedule. It's not going to happen, right? You know, maybe they could pull off. I, you know, we, there was another story about they're thinking they could pull minimum of 60 days to have sort of a mini season slash tournament. Uh, but these are the uh, this would be the realignment uh, right now. Uh, realign divisions, the East Division, the Baltimore Orioles, the Boston Red Sox, Miami Marlins, New York Mets, New York Yankees, Philadelphia Phillies, Pittsburgh Pirates, Toronto Blue Jays, Washington Nationals. You know, you look at this division, this is exactly the American League East and the National League East <laughs> put together with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I got to have the Pirates. I'm going to tell you, though, Gabe, like, geographically it made sense, but let's think about this, too. You have the Toronto Blue Jays. You're dealing with the different, uh, like, countries, circumstances, all these other things. Like, I don't think these stories are all fine and dandy, but they're not taking into consideration all the trickle-down effects, and there's no. tons and tons of them following. Like, to actually assume, think about it. We're at the end of April right now. We're going into May, and we're talking about July. Like, there are so many problems. We don't even know what the hell is going on, like, moving forward if things can get worse or if there's going to be a problem. So I think these reports are premature and actually stupid. I understand you want to have a plan, but it just doesn't make sense. For me, the, the one that made the most sense for Major League Baseball was their Cactus League, uh, Grapefruit League. Yeah, that one was... It really did make the most sense. Have the players just live... You know, I got to tell you, the isolation thing's not happening, all right? Like, the quarantine stuff's not happening. It's just impossible to pull off. It's too complicated. It takes too many tests. They're going to have to get into, you're going to have to take a chance and risk type thing, right? Like, they'll take tests and monitor it, but they can't be living in quarantine. 
You know what I mean? Like the woman that goes to work at Dunkin' Donuts this morning, is she working in quarantine? Is she living in quarantine? No. No. Right? She's taking a subway that's all disgusting with homeless people taking dumps there and everything. Yeah. Right? You don't have to be in quarantine, but it's to limit the, the exposure uh, to it. I think we'll get to that point, but then it's you know, the players want to do it. And as you stated, a lot of these stories, they don't take into account the actual logistics of things. That's and same. logistics actually matter. But I, like I said, to me, the best idea they had was the Arizona and Florida stuff. Have the teams limit their spring training complexes like they already were. And you're in Arizona and Florida, two states that aren't, you know, it's not overly crazy. You, you live in isolation, but not in quarantine. You know what I mean? You just sort of stay away from everybody all the time. You will have players getting sick. You will have stuff happen, but you can blast through it. Yeah, I just don't know if we're going to be able to get there. But, you know, so that the 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 the, uh, the divisions, the East was basically the American League East and the National League East uh, thrown together with the Pittsburgh Pirates dropped in. The West, Arizona, Colorado, L.A. Angels, L.A. Dodgers, Astros, Athletics, San Diego, San Francisco. So basically they just took both West and jammed them together and both Centrals. Um, except the, the Atlanta Braves are in that central um, division. Like you said, this is kind of a waste of time, isn't it, right now? Yeah, it is It, it is a waste of time because I just don't think, I, I just don't see, see this thing as viable, Gabe. It's uh, The thing is, time, time's ticking and we don't even know. And we talk about one thing, too. What happens then? I have, a, I, I have a question. So for these leagues to be successful and move on, say a player tests positive, they can't shut down the league again and do it. They're going to have to isolate that problem, figure it out, and keep on going. Because if there's anything that happens that way, you've already taken two steps back, and then mathematically you're, you're, you are screwed. So there's a lot of things to think about. I get it. I like the geographics that are closed, but we're not talking about a million other things that have to fall into place to make it work. Now, the NBA is another story. We've talked about it often. Um, you know, the difference with base, baseball is just so challenging, guys. There's 30 teams. There's a million guys on each team. They're going to have expanded rosters this year because of the situation. You're literally talking about 1,200 players. And then you're not even talking about the broadcast uh, crews, the everyone else in the stadium and everything. It's just so many people. And for so long, like, you know what I mean? A major, like, to play 81 games, um, you know, all these teams or 100 games, et cetera. The NBA is a little bit different. The NBA is the one I think they can pull it off. And I don't know if they will, only because the NBA, they're kind of socially more conscious than some of these other leagues, right? They've, been very, they've been very quiet lately, too, which, it, which is very kind of different in comparison to, like, Major League Baseball is coming up with a plan, it seems like, almost every hour, where the NBA seems to be waiting for a super plan before they kind of come out with a story to say, this is about as close as it gets. That's the way I'm reading it I right think the now. NBA is more realistic as they, opposed to, like, wasting time every day yes. coming up with stupid plans on napkins that won't mean anything two days later. Yeah, that's the thing. Exactly. Listen, I think we all know the NBA's plan. The NBA's plan is to play in Las Vegas and play the playoffs. And I think they're just waiting. It's the waiting game. They know we need to keep waiting but the numbers that are up, like we talked about it, like I'm not in a hurry to bet an NFL win total right now um, because, like, I don't mind betting a rookie of the year prop. Like we were talking about hey, Isaiah Simmons to win a defensive rookie of the year or Tua, uh, offensive rookie of the year. I don't mind that because they can't change that. Mm -hmm. They can change a win total bet. Let's say the NFL season's 14 games. Then suddenly the eight and a half, your, your bet is void. Yeah, that's the thing. But so this, this yeah. NBA stuff, Cam, they have NBA futures up right now with FanDuel. They count. Like, you bet this NBA future right now. They play this tournament in Vegas or whatever. You know, your bet counts. So I figured it'd be cool just to do a little line check and check in and see what the numbers are. And you know, I want to ask you, which teams, is there a team or two that you think that presents the most value here? The question I have is, in these NBA tournaments, if we're going to be, is it going to be a best two out of three? Are they going to play four to seven? Because if it's a two out of three, we can have an example where the Denver Nuggets. We don't AC, know. To see, that's the thing. I'd let, these things happen. But not to be known. two or three, three or five was the Three or five, yeah. I'm just saying, though, when you present those scenarios, an underdog has a better chance to beat a yes. favorite in a short amount of time. Exactly. Like the Milwaukee Bucks at plus 240 are a horrible bet. Yes. Like you get no value. They're not playing at home anymore. They haven't played in a while. They're a three-point shooting team. Yeah, didn't Giannis say uh, they don't? 
Like, hey, they I don't even have, have a rip. rip. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, like, you can't, you can't get go to Huffy Sports. Uh, and I'm get sure he's online. worked out. I'm yeah, sure yeah, he's taking I'm shots. I'm sure he's six. working it out. But like, if you're a professional athlete and you give me the excuse of you don't have the equipment, you're just a moron. Look at us. We're doing shows from home. We we find ways to get it done with not with no money. You're telling me a millionaire can't go out and get like a, ba- a basketball net or do other things. I was like, surprised they still that deliver. Chris Middleton didn't only because yeah, he's like, a, like a shooter. That I was like, dude, you don't have like something in your backyard. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. Like, like that's you know? crazy to me. <laughs> like that's that's insane. How do you not shoot every Middleton day? Middleton says he walks around his house dribbling all the time. Well. He's doing dribbling drills. Yeah, I get it, but you still. How big is Giannis going to be when he comes back? He's been said he's been lifting weights and like working out. And guys, gonna look like Chapman probably (laughs) uh, when it's all said and done. So just think about it, there, guys. Like the Milwaukee Bucks are a good home team, right? Like they are a good home team. Like they do well there. Philly did all their winning at home. Oh, Philly is a good example. Philly would be screwed in on a neutral court. Like, they're, they're not a good road team, which means they're not a good neutral court team. Like, road is, you're not at home, yep. right? So, it softens the blow a little bit, but they would never have that couple of wins in their back pocket that they automatically get when they go home all the time. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to survive, right? So, I think Milwaukee, no value. They, would, they, they could be in trouble in a short series. They're a three-point shooting team. What if they're cold after this, like, four-month layoff or whatever it's going to end up being? Same with the L.A. Lakers. There's two ways of looking at it. LeBron is going to be refreshed, and LeBron can put the pedal to the metal for five or six weeks, and that's a scary thought. But at the same point in time, they were playing so well when this stopped. Yeah. I don't know if they can just, like, snap their fingers and just be right back to that level. You're right, Gabe, but I will say I'll take column A because LeBron James is an aging superstar anyway. You don't think – I look for guys, like, in hockey, Ovechkin, guys like that, you need a break when you're an older guy that gets beat down, and he does. You can say what you want about LeBron, but this guy's playing a lot of minutes. Nothing could have helped this guy more refresh it, but you're right. The team aspect, it's hard It's hard for a hot team to get cold, and can they just pick it up? But I got to believe that LeBron James, with this amount of time off, Gabe, that's good news for business if you're a Laker fan. Well, I think the same thing for the Clippers. I think it's a positive for the yes. Clippers. Paul George yes. is banged up. Well, he's always banged up. Yeah. And Kawhi... Supposedly, Kawhi's feeling pretty good right now. Doc Rivers mm-hmm. said he, uh, he spoke to him, and uh, Kawhi said, oh, I feel real good. That's bad news for the NBA. Yeah, like Kawhi <laughs> knowing, like, like, that's why it would be so sick. Because Kawhi would be like, man, this is five, five and a half weeks. I'm going all out. Like, all in every night here to get this championship right now. So, to me, you know, I wouldn't, I think the Bucks are, are vulnerable. The Lakers plus 270. I don't like the value at plus need 270. More. I wouldn't I do need it. More. more. The Clippers at plus 340. Eh. Yeah. They'd be a tough out. They'll be a tough out. You look at the West, and sometimes when we bet, Gabe, and you know, we've had these conversations before, I always look for value too, but value means jack if it doesn't win. So in the West, I really only believe. You know, the Clippers are the best team, in my opinion, in the West when healthy, and the Lakers, I would... the Rockets in a shortened period? Nah, yeah, it's dangerous because of their shooting, but it also goes they're the other way. Cold, and, exactly. yeah, if they go cold, they're done. They could get swept, so... But what's their number? 12 to 1. Yeah, that's, that's nah. Nah, not enough for me. <laughs> and this one surprises me because these next teams actually do present value to me, and you know, I'm, we'll, we'll go to Boston first. Boston's Listen, scary. I think the Raptors, personally, the Raptors should be the fourth choice after the Clippers here. And uh, the Raptors get no, it's ridiculous that the Raptors are 24 to 1. But the Boston Celtics are also dangerous at 20 to 1. Like, That's would you rather have the price. Celtics at 20 to 1 or the Bucks at plus 240? I'd rather have the Celtics at 20 yeah. to 1. On a neutral court, you know what I mean? Like, that's good value uh, with good the Boston team. Celtics. Very good value with the Toronto Raptor team, too, guys. It's a very good road team. The Raptors are so fundamentally sound and just systematic. The Raptors, you know, would be good anywhere, guys. Like, the Raptors would be good in a normal yeah. format. They'll be good when they've been off for a while. They're well-coached. Both teams They're, have been beat up all year, too. And that's another thing. Think about how hurt they were, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. Here's another thing. You could take Milwaukee at that price, but the thing is, those prices are so good for those teams. It's like a horse race game. If we throw at the favorite like we're going to do in one of the races of the Arkansas Derby, we take the Raptors at 24, you take the Celtics at 20, and I got to believe with Philadelphia and the way they play crap-ass basketball on the road, those are two good bets. If it, if it ain't the Raptors, it could be Boston and vice versa. Great bets at those prices. You could do both. And I bring this up now, guys, because, you know, honestly, 
if they played NBA basketball, my own personal opinion, it would be like an August, September type thing. They're not stupid. They're not leaking stories about starting, uh, you know, July 4th or anything like that. They know they can pull this off, and they also know they can start their season next year a little later. They talked about starting in December. So that's that's my guesstimation, Cam. I'll throw it out here. Like, the NBA playoffs will start August 24th or something. It's a good guess. And they'll go into October in Vegas with no fans. Yep. But I'm telling you right now, guys, it's like the stock market. The Raptors will not be 24 to 1. Like, if they announce, oh, yeah, we're going to Vegas, we're doing this, suddenly the Raptors fall to 10 to 1. Like it's is, just floating out here right now because no one's betting on it. Yeah, if we bet Boston and, and Toronto and get that price and they void it, I'd be pissed. Yeah, well, I still have, I got a winning Raptor ticket in my, uh, my kitchen cupboard that I'm getting upset about. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Renzi throwing it down on SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation. We're kicking it with the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. A lot of stuff uh, to get to. We've had a lot of fun already. I want to get to uh, some some NFL uh, news. We finally have a number as far as Jameis Winston uh, is concerned and the New Orleans Saints. And that number turns out to be $1.1 million. 4.7 with incentives, yet he ends up getting $1.1 million. Well, where's the incentives? He's going to be holding a clipboard for Drew Brees before uh, he has to pay. Uh, and Taysom Hill. And Taysom Hill, who signed a two-year deal. I don't know what the hell's going on with this guy, as I said before, and I will reiterate again. I don't know what Jameis Winston did to people in the league, the things he did in college. He's working out hard. Um, he gets a bad rap. It almost feels to me it's like some of these guys are being blackballed. That is a horrible number. I understand you have to do that. The Saints were up against the cap, so maybe he's dealing with them now to get a better number later. But I'm looking at that number going, that is bad, bad, bad for a guy that's been in the league that long. He is the 52nd paid quarterback in the NFL. Puccio just said six long snappers in the NFL make more money. Are you kidding me? Here's the list of guys that make more money than him at the quarterback position. C.J. Beathard. I mean, <laughs> C.J. Beathard. I mean, the kid in San Francisco. He had a cup of coffee. He had a cup. Yeah. Remember his grandfather's Bobby, the old. Bobby uh, yeah. Yep. Chargers. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, Redskins and Chargers. Yep. Deshaun Kaiser. Yep. Chad Henney. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll. Wow. Ryan Griffin. Okay, listen. I can live with Chad Henney yeah, making uh, more than a million dollars. Yeah, Chad Henney's yeah, been Ryan in the NFL Griffin. for 12 He's years. A kid. Ryan Griffin blows. All right, that was the kid. Remember, he didn't blow. Remember, we liked him in no, preseason. I liked him. Stuff. Should, yeah, yeah. He should not be making more than Jameis Winston. That's Chase Daniel, Nate Sudfeld, Matt Barkley, Nate Peterman. Wow. Cooper Rush. That's insane. We're talking about a guy that just threw 50 touchdown passes. Cooper Rush makes more? That's sick. Colt McCoy, Matt Schaub, RG3, Case Keenum. How about this? A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron makes $4 million a year. That's unreal. That is absolutely... A.J. McCarron's terrible. He is. He is a terrible quarterback. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Some of those guys, like Chase Daniel, that makes sense. Uh, oh, yeah, I know no, some of them, the guys no that have problem. been in the league yeah, for yeah, a I long no time, problem. right? Yeah, I have no problem with the guys that are serviceable backups for that long, but that is absolutely sickening to me. That's wrong. That's just simply wrong. Um, this is, Gabe, this reeks, though, of basically, you talked about it. Drew Brees is going to be gone. This is the swan song for DB. This is his last year in the Big Easy. We talk, hey, we're even going to make a bet for him to be in politics, maybe be the governor of Louisiana one day. But I'll tell you, in good faith, they better have come up to Jameis Winston and said, listen, you'll take a pay cut now and get greased. We're going to grease you nice later on down the line because that number is awful. All right, so Jameis Winston, I saw the numbers here. What was he? It was like number one in passing yards. Yeah, well, yes, he, he, he had a part of the year. He had a million interceptions and stuff I like know. that, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, when I say 50 touchdowns, over the last couple of years, how many touchdowns did this kid throw? Huge. Like, we talked about his numbers, even a touchdown-to-interception uh, ratio. 
It's not that bad in his career for being a gunslinger. Like though it was 121 to 88. Top of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the thing. So you're still like 25, uh, you know, 25 over to the good rather than the negative. Here's the thing. Jameis Winston has done enough. I know it. I, but that number is sickening. Like guys, third stringers might make that kind of money. And I just think it's absolutely wrong. 71 TDs the past three years. That's damn good. Yeah, 71. So 30, 14, and 11. Um, and listen, he does turn the ball over too much. We're not, we're not saying he doesn't. Yeah. But I'm just, you know, the situation he finds himself in. Now, he called it the Harvard of education, so to speak. He's like, um, you know, this is the quarterback. I'm looking, it's like going to Harvard. And it is true. He's going to learn from Sean Payton, from Drew Brees. Um, and then we'll see where he goes from here after the fact. But wow, $1.1 million for, for James. Like, to me... I, I maintain if I was the Chargers, I would have stay, I would have signed them. And look at this. You get how much money you, you could have gotten Jameis Winston for dirt cheap if you were the Chargers. Instead, now you've got Herbert, who's not even going to be uh, able to beat out Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting. But Gabe, think about this. I never thought about this perspective. Maybe Jameis Winston do do his changing and emerging and saying, you know what? I am going to get fleeced a little bit on this deal, but what I'm going to lose now is going to be so much beneficial down the down the road to your Harvard comment. You get you do get to learn from the best, and you get to go to a great situation in the Saints with their weapons. Breeze is only going to be there one more year, so short-term hit for long-term gain. I can't That's believe, too, that they really think Taysom Hill is a, like their quarterback. Taysom Hill is... Because a kid runs a couple of trick yes, plays. Doesn't exactly. Mean he's he's not a starting quarterback. And I know. I, I, the fact is, I like Taysom Hill, but the amount of money they paid him was, to me, fiscally irresponsible. Um, all right, so this is something else that blew my mind. You want to talk about quarterbacks getting screwed over. Jameis Winston is one thing. Um, how about this? Aaron Rodgers. So uh, Cole uh, Kubelik uh, tweeted this out. Career touchdown passes to first-round picks. Drew Brees, 104. Tom Brady, 105. Peyton Manning, 293. Brett Favre, 127. Dan Marino, 84. Philip Rivers, 35. Ben Roethlisberger, 69 touchdown passes to somebody that was drafted in the first round. Aaron Rodgers, one. One. <laughs> yes, one. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has thrown one touchdown pass in his career to somebody that was drafted in the first round. Mercedes Lewis, Lewis in 2019. That's right. He was there at tight end for a cup of coffee. That's there. whacked, bro. <laughs> That's a great stat. That is absolutely horrible. Yeah, Devontae Adams, he was uh, not a first-round pick, right? Um, you know, what were we, Fresno State? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and Fresno, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So think about this. Jimmy yeah. Graham, you, know, you go Graham. down the list, but yeah. Antonio Freeman. Like, who was the best? You know, Antonio Freeman was more Brett Favre guy, right? Yeah, Jordy Nelson was a guy that uh, was not, a little not bit Not first-rounder. But the whole point State. is... They've never surrounded him with talent. And look again, they could have done it. They needed, they needed another wide receiver. Could have got a good one. They just, yeah, it's amazing. Look at that. One, one. It is Mercedes Lewis at the tail end of his career after being with like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. That's one yeah, of those things sick. that I would never guess, like, you know, a trivia thing in a million no, years. No, nobody would. Like, unless like you, if you would have said how many touchdown passes have Aaron Rodgers thrown to a first-round draft pick, you'd be like, I don't know, 39, 38, <laughs> 50. Like, like, one, one. Like, you yeah. never, never, ever, like, like honestly, like, how, how, how would you ever, like, guess that? How, how would you ever know that? I got to tell you, the more and more you talk about bizarre world during COVID-19, like, I know Aaron Rodgers can rub you the wrong way, but the more and more I think about it, I'm on his side for so many things now. Even getting drafted the way he did, getting lied to by GM, sitting in the green room like a stooge till he did get drafted. Oh, uh, they've been know. screwing him for years. Yeah, that's, that's that, the thing. Now you know why he's so surly. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, there's a reason why people are the way they are, and you have to look at the way he's been treated. And Chris he hasn't been treated as a star. Chris Collinsworth, not like a controversial guy. Collinsworth came out and said the other night that he'd be enraged if he was Aaron Rodgers and like enough is enough. And uh, Brian Billick and others were talking about how basically it's real. Like they almost are pushing him out. Like, you know, it's one of the, let me ask you, do you think Aaron Rodgers ever plays for another team? I do. I'm starting I to think too. he's not going to end his career there. I almost think, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, right after Green, it's like sayonara. 
You know, you go, you go, you go draft Jordan Love. He's going to understand the window of time. Yep, some team basically for his last one or two years, he'll go to like a Super Bowl contender that needed that needs a quarterback, a team that's real close, and uh, hopefully do it. I'm on his side now too. I think this is the, the organization has treated him poorly for too long. Now there was a story I wanted to get to. I find it amusing, uh, Kev. Um, the NCAA announces like like today type thing, um, or you know that. Oh, you know what? We're gonna. Uh, I think we're gonna pass this uh, this endorsement likeness deal for for college players yeah. right yeah. now. <laughs> it's funny because before all this, you were like, "Oh God, no!" And then even when you were pretending to be nice about it, you're like, "Well, we'll look into it in like 2023 or something like that." Yeah. yeah. Now suddenly they're gonna fast track this, and I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that four of the top 15 players, and you can argue four of the top 10, but four of the top 15 college basketball players. Um, have opted out. They've either skipped, decommitted, and gone to this new G League, or gone to Europe, et cetera. We talked about all the Kentucky recruits, basically Calipari being the cool guy that he is, telling them, I, I don't recommend you coming here. No, no. And another he said, for your own yeah. best interest, I'd go to the NBA G League or go to Europe or something. Like, we don't even know if we're going to play. Maybe you know it's a different world. Like, some of these guys need to make money now. We talked about our little joke. I need my settlement, but I need cash now. And J.G. Wentworth's not on uh, line one for these guys right now. You want to go and play in Europe? I'm, I'm sold. Pay me in some euros. I'll play well there. Play with men. They well, might the not new, be NBA. There's so but, many positives. But the new G League is a much better option in yes, Europe. And, yes, well, yes. Well, it's less yes. money, though. It's, yes. it's a weird deal. Because you can get more money in Europe, depending on who you are. But the G League, it's in Los Angeles. So yeah. it provides a perfect opportunity. You go to Los Angeles. They're giving like three and $500,000, bro. Yeah. Right now, a high a high end recruit in college will probably get about 150, but it's illegal. It's under the table. They got to worry all the time about getting caught. Kids got to worry he can't smoke weed if he he takes a free pizza from someone or he got caught. And you know, I mean, it's a big like it's and you're playing. What's the point, right? You're working for like this university, and so basically now four kids have said screw it, and this has just started right now. It's only going to build and get more and more. And there'll be more players that bypass it. Now, it doesn't mean that college basketball, you know, won't still be fun. Like a team, I, I always use Creighton as an example. A team like Creighton or a team like Wichita State Cam with yeah. kids with, that come back for seniors. four years. Yep, that's why yeah, I bet on Creighton. Be, it's going to be fun, fundamentally good basketball. The one-and-done kids won't be there anymore, right? But this is almost a little bit of an equalizer. So this is what I found to be interesting and funny. If you look at where the top players have gone, Cam, this is the top recruits, college basketball high school recruits. These are the schools they've ended up at now because the top kids didn't go. Yeah. Oklahoma State had the best player in the country now. <laughs> Dr. Ranieri. Cade Cunningham. Cowboys. <laughs> He's now the number one ranked player in the country. That's great. Yeah. The, uh, the number two player in the country plays for the USC Trojans now. Wow, USC's been close, but this is good news for them. They're getting better. Kentucky's got one kid. Yep. Uh, Kentucky's got one kid who's the fourth ranked. It's the only top 10 player Kentucky have suddenly. Unbelievable. Uh, I like the fifth best kid in the country is playing at Stanford. Yep. Six best kids playing at FSU. Uh, you got Texas. Uh, you've got uh, Iowa State. Go Cyclones. Like, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, no, just I like the, this. I like this. Like, the power, like, suddenly, I'm not saying Duke are going to suck and Kansas aren't going to have really good players, but I'm just saying, it's not automatic now. Oh, blue chip, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky. It's like, no, he's at Oklahoma State. Parody you know Central. I mean? oh, he's, yeah. in, he's in Los Angeles. He's at USC instead. Like, these are kids that aren't quite good enough to sign with the G League, so suddenly they're the best kid left in college. You know what I mean? Oh, I do know what you mean, and you're right. And take a look at those schools that are dangerous, like Creighton, Wichita State, as you mentioned, and players that will have these teams, these players around for three, four years together, get to learn every single tendency. It's going to make uh, the tournament and the games very interesting, Gabe. Let's put it that way. Parody. Sounds like parody to me. I haven't, I haven't been all over the college basketball recruiting scene over the last little while, but it seems like in this new landscape, one mid-major that's rising to the top and people believe they have the best recruiting class and they're going to be the number one team in the country, Gonzaga. Oh, yeah, yeah Gonzaga, yeah. That's, uh... If you think about it, 
He's not recruiting one-and-done guys. No, he's not. He's recruiting guys that are really good that he'll coach up to be an NBA pick in two years. And you'll go yeah. as a junior in three years type thing. Makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? So suddenly, like Gonzaga, he might actually get a yeah. win now. For all of Mark Few's bitching, it looks like things are coming around uh, to his way of thinking. <laughs> but, but there's always a but. And for every lock, there's a key. Yes. And... With the likeness stuff, so they're going to pass the likeness. The NCAA has to do this. As well they should. They don't have a choice because yes. they're going to lose these players. So they have to have a financial uh, incentive for players to stay and play college basketball. Except a lot of kids, Kev, if you play for Wichita State, what are you making off your likeness? Not much. You go to the local mall. Yeah. You'll get a free suit. Hey, he's appearing in Geno suits at the mall. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Hey, I'm, I'm the like center of Wichita were, State. I, like I get my custom Nelson. big man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You get, hey, hey, it's Gabe. He wants his lasagna now. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm the point star. Hey, I'm Bill Smith, starting point guard at Wichita State Shockers. I love Joe's Diner before yeah. a big game, right? Yeah. Like, stuff like that. <laughs> the, best, <laughs> the best is how the Raptors still are doing commercials. Yes, for like yes, local yes. Better terrain. Hi, I'm Fred Van Fleet with my boy here. And, uh, we love we we love Osmo's Mediterranean. I'm like, oh my god, that place is like down the street. No, but you're right. Don't well, get like, it like, yeah, like the guys Siakam for dirt cheap in Toronto. Like local corner store signed Siakam to a deal. It's like, man, a kid turned into a star. <laughs> I got a commercial him, for you peanut got butter. Him, yeah, you got people <laughs> like, hey, I'm, I'm Pascal Siakam. <laughs> like, uh, but, him and Grand Fleet, they do peanut butter and jam ads. That, it's but, crazy. Think yep. about. Um, Think about, though, now, if the likeness comes into play, yep. this is where Duke and UCLA get back into play. Yeah. They're going to say, listen, kid, you can make money, big money off your likeness because you're going to be on uh, ABC and ESPN every, uh, every weekend. That's you're going to be on TV every night. Don't go to, uh, you know, don't go to uh, North Texas. You're not going to be on TV. You'll be able to money, make money and sell your likeness. And now the shoe companies are going to get even more diabolical and evil than they already were. <laughs> yeah, that's that's scary. Yeah, they're going to say, they're gonna say oh, I'll sponsor you, kid. Don't worry. It's right? Scary. But other coaches are aware of this, so they're going to have to have guidelines. Long story short, I don't have a problem with seeing the NCAA system crumble. And I don't want college basketball to crumble, but things needed to change the way they were. I'm tired of seeing these these guys just get filthy rich off of everybody else. Yeah, it's not just, yeah. So the schools get rich. Sports are basically 80, 90% of the revenue. Some of these kids are never going to, you know, they're going to be working for enterprise. They're not going to make enough money. I'm with you, Gabe. Needed to change. Pay the damn kids. All right, so we're going to get into the Arkansas Derby. We're going to get into the NFL uh, draft uh, as well. Never a bad time to talk uh, NFL uh, football. We're going to kick it with the NFL uh, draft Bible uh, crew. Uh, me and Cam will run the gauntlet, man. We got the Arkansas Derby and down the stretch. Uh, they come. This derby's so big, they split it in the two. Uh, so we got the Saturday night, the horse racing. We'll give you guys some picks. We'll run through the field all out of more game time. Just continue. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.